Welcome to Digital First Leadership, the podcast that focuses on helping leaders and teams understand how to master the language of social media in today's digital first world. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Phil, thank you very much for joining me. I am delighted to be here with you, Richard. Thank you for asking me, really. Well, it's fun because we've known each other for a very long time. And it's interesting, we knew each other before we knew each other. And I think that's becoming more and more common in today's world. But, you know, uh, through a common uh, friend who's been on the show, Scott Pfeiffer, and uh, the things that you've been doing. And so I've invited you here because I kind of wanted to talk about some of the things I have watched in awe that you have done and that you've been able to develop. And that is uh, this concept of, of building a tribe, particularly in this digital first world where now we have to think about everything we do first in the digital world before we actually talk about in the physical world. It's been a major transition for a lot of people. And so from a background standpoint, you you run something, Tech After Five, you have a podcast, you have a variety of things that you're doing. Help me understand the, the evolution that you've gone through as you've developed it, because I think at the time of this recording, you're about to have your, is it 600th Yeah, we're about to do our 600th event, right? So we have events in multiple cities. At some point along the way, we just started counting them and we went back and back counted and figured it all out. And now we just, everyone gets serialized, right? So uh, tonight's number 600, next one will be Actually, it'll be 602 for reasons I don't want to explain. But, okay. Um, but but yes, so we, yeah, we've done 600 events. And, uh, you know, for us, it, this whole thing of being, of doing digital, right? We started it in the real world. I, and then I grew that thing and it was kind of organic at first and we experimented with the format, et cetera. But, uh, you know, in March of this year, of course, we made a digital pivot and I really saw it as sort of a service to my existing community. But it turns out you can actually grow your community and maybe even faster uh, when in a digital environment. You know, and that's an interesting point you bring up because back in February, let's go back to an age ago, nobody could have convinced us of that. Nobody could have convinced us that if we take this, we have to be in person. There's something intrinsically valuable about it, which we both agree, but we were somehow Blinded is not the right word, but we were so conditioned to believe that the only way for a networking event to work was for it to be physically networked. And now we've done this massive transformation. Yeah, so there's a shared common belief, right? And the thing is, we probably couldn't have done this in February because the audience wasn't ready for it. And the lockdown and the changes, you know, and basically everybody going, oh, well, everyone, here is the way I look at it. Everyone got Zoom trained in about 30 or 60 days. And so therefore then you could do it. I mean, and they're stuck at home. And let's face, I mean, right now when we're recording, it looks like in the next couple of months, it might get locked down again, tighter than it was before. And the fact is, this is the time when I can lead digitally. I would never have believed this, Richard. I didn't think it was possible, but I said, even if I do it badly, I'm going to do it. But I know that I am tenacious and that I like delivering a good experience for my audience. So I just kept at it and I kept thumping away and we just kept getting better and better and better. Uh, And now I really, I know this sounds terrible. I think we're delivering a unique product. I mean, our live, our event in that virtual space. I mean, I go around to other people in other parts of the country and sit on their events so that I can learn from them. We are way ahead of almost everybody we run into only because we've been at it so long. Well, and that's the thing is that you almost from the beginning and, and I have been, you invited me to come and participate in one of those right. events. It was kind of a unique experience. I was like, okay, let's give it a try. You and I have 
have both agreed that, you know, whenever we can help each other, we're there to, to learn from each other. And it was right. a rather unique experience uh, introducing, you know, the breakout rooms is not unique, but kind of the way they handled it. I learned things sitting through your presentation on how now I handle some of my presentations as I present to groups all over the world. And so, yeah, there's this rapid acceleration of learning. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about then this, the steps that you learn, because the theme here is uh, the idea of building your tribe as a leader, what I call a digital first leadership today is building a tribe, right. particularly a digital tribe. And you've taken these steps. Let's talk and share with, with our audience some of the things that you've done to make your event successful and, and some of the things that you've learned that's accelerated this process for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, everyone felt kind of uh, like this wasn't, they weren't sure this is a thing they wanted to do at the beginning. So I had to take all the fear and all the friction out of it, right? So when I bring people together, I do everything I can to make this easy for them to show up, right? You so, made, you, you, and, Go, you indicated the idea you want to be here. Let me make it easy for you to be here. And so tell me, what would be some of those friction points that you needed to remove? Because I, I know that people listening are like, I don't even know what he's talking about. What friction yeah. points? Yeah, and I, you're right. And that's, that wasn't supposed to be coded language. It's not a secret. But I, I mean, things like when, you know, so you've got Zoom, but it had its own registration system, but I was using Eventbrite before, but Eventbrite doesn't really connect to Zoom very well. So what would happen is in the beginning, there really wasn't a place to even put this. So I would create follow on emails that actually gave people the Zoom credentials so they could get on the call, right? Because Eventbrite didn't do that. And now, you know, Eventbrite still doesn't do a great job of it because the way people have to log in to get their tickets. So I still, to this day, in fact, before I got on this call with you for my event tonight, I went out and create or edited the emails that will be part of that last minute flow so that no one is coming back to me, you know, cause there's gonna be, you know, I don't know if there'll be a hundred people on the call, but maybe, um, but you know, there, but no one's gonna come back and go, well, I can't find the link because I've sent it to them now four times. <laughs> Okay, so that's one, getting the yeah. link to them. Something yeah. else I remember that you did, the naming thing. Yeah, so we do things inside. So here's the other thing. First off, that's the, I got to get you through the door part. And even on any kind of event, that's can be a hard thing, right? You know, and we know, right? Webinars, for example, are typically really poorly attended, right? 100 yeah. people sign up, 20 show up. Uh, it's that kind of thing. I mean, the numbers can be different depending on all kinds of things, but those numbers are usually low and they can be low for us. So we do all these things to make sure that the people actually do show up. That works out really well for us. And then when you come through the door, we're saying, okay, now, how can I help you, the attendee, feel recognized in this space? So one of the things we ask you to do is to reach up in the Zoom call, press the three little dots next to your head, and rename yourself by putting your real name, and then who are you in the world, or what's the name of your company? You know, we just, we this is what we tell the audience, treat it like it was a name badge at a professional networking event. And just write in there whatever you want to write in there. Be respectful. Don't write in anything in there that people wouldn't understand or is goofy or inappropriate. But write in there what you would put at a professional event and stick it up there so they can see it. When you did that, what I was surprised by was the reaction from so much of the audience who were unaware that you could even change your name on those three dots. And it was like, oh. And you don't even, you're right. That's one thing you wouldn't even think about, but it is change the name. And I went back, Phil, right after we did that. And I saw you do that. I went back to my team and told them 
hey, next time we're on a training call, you guys need to change your names. And they're like, what? Because they would have their first name or something. And then they changed their name with the branding of my company so that people in a, if you got 40 people in the training, they could quickly identify the Bliss Point employees because they had Bliss Point right there in their name. I thought it was such a simple, easy thing, but you're right. It, it, it caused people to find, suddenly feel a comfort level because now I knew who I was talking to. That's right. I mean, because that's all of that, right? I mean, you look at it and it's a sea of faces. Let's imagine there's 25 on the screen at a time or something like that, right? You look at all those faces like, I don't know who these people are or should I trust them, et cetera. Well, let's put as much information in there as we can to begin with so that people can say, oh yeah, okay, all right, I get where they are. I get who that person is. You know what I think is funny, Richard, is that, you know, there's at least, there's one person that I just met in the real world last Friday that I have been on maybe 20 calls with. And it was super funny to me because it's like, I think I know this person pretty well now. We've had a lot of meaningful conversations together, but it meant something to me to actually see them in the real world. But it was just a, it was a different it change, right? But I had, I had made all the impact with them digitally before I ever met them. You had, and, and I have often said this in my podcast and my writing, we lack right now in the English language and an appropriate description of relationships that are born digitally before physically, because our language conveys, yeah, Phil, Phil you and I know each other, but we right. knew each other long before we met. And I remember right. the first time we met, it was in a, one yep. of your events in Greenville, South Carolina. I flew out, uh, was able to attend. That was the first time we met physically in the same space-time continuum space. But we had met long before that. And I can remember the hit when my daughter's started telling me that they were going out. Well, with who? Well, this guy, where'd you meet him? Yeah, I met him. Wait a minute. What's your definition of meeting versus my definition of meeting? That's right. That's right. And in today's world, we lack this ability to understand a relationship that has been born over time. I've read your blogs. I've watched your videos. I've done all of this. And yet I feel like I know you, but the first time we walk in a room, it is, it is a very unique experience that we're all starting to experience now. Because as you said, with our 30-day Zoom crash course, I had a call this morning with an individual. And I said, you know, pre-COVID, we would have probably just had a phone call. Right. But who does phone calls anymore? It's like, nope, it's, it's a natural, hey, we're going to have a meeting. I'm going to send you, I've never met you, but I'm going to send you a Zoom invite because I assume you're going to get on the phone, uh, the Zoom call, and we're going to talk to each other. Right. No, I think that's absolutely right. Then again, the neat thing is the world is kind of ready that for most places. And for the people who insist, for example, on like doing as a phone call as opposed to Zoom, I'm, I'm kind of worried now, like, should I trust you? Because we said that we would be open to each other, right? And so that is, I get to see your face, you get to see my face, and we yes. get to see how we're talking. I mean, there is so much trust information that goes when we're looking each other in the eye, right? That uh, we just don't get when we're on a phone call. My question is now, why would you be bothered with that? Right, why? Because there's so much I lose. And then the people apologize now if they're in the car. I'm sorry, I'm on the phone. I've heard that now more and more on those calls. That I'm, they're apologizing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, can't, I can't be there in person. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. And so we, and we get that at our events too. Occasionally somebody will be in transit. And again, they're apologizing for it. But we make it really clear in our events. If you're here to make real connections, if you're here to be, have meaningful conversations with people, we do it eyes open. I, you know, face to face even if it's Zoomy, right? But it's face-to-face -face because there's so much to be learned by having that conversation.
as you have these events and as you're going about doing this, uh, as we take it beyond the Tech After Five events, there are lessons to be learned for um, individuals, leaders who are looking to achieve some kind of influence online. Oftentimes now, leaders are not even able to meet with or, or see some of their employees, some of their employees they've never met, and yet they're engaging with them. Do you have some advice or, or, or tips that you have learned, whether it's through your events that you're hosting? What are some of the key elements when it comes to making sure that you establish a strong amount of digital presence and this leadership component through, through this new medium? Yeah, I think the leadership side of this is one of the things is to get in the habit first of doing these calls on video as opposed to audio, right? I mean, you know, again, you're respectful of time and other things but say, let's do this thing on video. And it is okay to just kind of sit and listen, right? I don't have to have this thing fully programmed. I'm not delivering an entire, all kinds of information to you. I might just want to see how you're doing. So I typically get on the phone and I say, or get on the Zoom, well, look, I'm not even going to use the word get on the phone anymore. I get on the Zoom with you, and I almost always begin with, well, how are you doing? Yep. I, I want to, I mean, because I realize we live in kind of a crazy time, and it has impacted different people differently. I mean, I'm in a pretty good spot on a 10-point scale. I'm a nine m much of the time, right? Um but I mean, it's, I've got a job, I've got work. I mean, my life is doing what it's supposed to be doing and I feel upright and steady, but I have run into plenty of people who do not feel, who feel buffeted, right? Yeah. By what's going on. And so I wanna give them a moment to reflect on that or to see if there's something I could do, or even if it's just listening. But I do that on the front end. And I think that's a real leadership issue. Just don't assume that everybody's a 10 coming out no. the gate. No, and, and you bring up a really valid point because I now meet people and I spend a significant amount of time. Yes, we're all impacted, whether it's by COVID, whether it's by employment, whether it's by family has moved in, family has moved out, whatever it might be. And even if you just meet that person for the first time, there's a shared common experience that we're all going through, each of us having a different level of that, as you said, a nine or a or a some people coming in at a four, but it's important to make sure that we are allowing that person to, to feel seen and to feel heard. I really yeah. like that. I think that's very important. And so that's always one of the really early questions in our calls, even now, you know, we'll do tech after five, 600 tonight. And one of the early questions we'll have, I will actually launch a poll and it will have give people a range of answers so they can kind of tell us where they are. And then I will pick the edges and ask folks, you know, to talk about that. You know, if, you, if you're saying your life needs improvement, is there something we can do as a community to help you? Or do you just want to talk about it? And sometimes all they want to do is talk about it. That's right. You, you use a variety of tools in your presentations. Now, now we're going to, and by the way, ironically, yes, we are recording this across Zoom, but this is a, actually a podcast that most people are going to be listening to. They will not see us. So they won't re realize that you're almost a spitting image of George Clooney. Uh, you got just a little <laughs> bit more gray there. Later. Nice, nice. Not Danny DeVito, but George Clooney. I appreciate Absolutely that. Absolutely George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> checking this out. Who's this Phil Yanoff guy? Right. So, so one of the things, and that I suddenly was struck by the irony of the like, oh, most people are here. We're talking about Zoom, and they're listening to us uh, through their podcast as they're walking their dog. Right. What? But but that also brings up what you've just said: dogs, kids, family. We uh, I, I watched uh, an interview with a, uh, the CEO of a multi billion dollar company. She was doing it from, I think it was her bedroom. 
but she'd angled the camera. So it's just kind of on the cl closet door and the bedroom door. So it's closed. And I'm thinking, what an organic, natural experience we're having with so many of us now no longer meeting each other with the, the, the button down shirt and ties and suits. And, and instead, we're seeing each other and experiencing each other in our homes. Very, very different uh, element to what's going on right now. Right. And some of us can, you know, sort of cordon that off and, you know, make this look very make it make it look very formal right and some of us are like we're just in the middle of it i mean if your listeners could listen very very closely they could hear my son practicing his euphonium two rooms away because he's having band class because our schools are done at home and he is practicing with his band teacher at this very moment right and that's a thing i would never have to have otherwise right i'd have been in an office or done something else well we're going to do it on my side if you listen very carefully because I'm actually, those who are watching, this is a Zoom background. It looks very real. It's not a multi-million dollar San Francisco loft apartment. I'm in a tent in my backyard and the neighbors are doing construction. So you can hear the whoa, the bandsaw as they're cutting, right? right? The, the acceptance level of what is okay has dramatically changed. I think to the better, we are seeing each other as people now rather than simply as coworkers or as customers, we're seeing each other much more as people. Yeah, well, I think that's true. And so it, it, and the thing is, we also get sort of like personal notes from people, right? Because, you know, like in you, your case, you've got this beautiful background. I have like my real office is what's behind me, right? This is not a set. So me about the phone and all the kind of stuff that's behind me. And so it's a chance to kind of highlight a few things, but I've also been on calls with other folks and I ask them, what are they seeing, right? What is, what, um, you know, what is that picture behind you? What does that mean to you? And then, yeah. Yeah. So it's that, that different environment. As we wrap up, we only have a, a couple of minutes here as we wrap up. What piece of advice would you give then to, let's suppose somebody who's looking to build an online community similar to what you've done with Tech After Five, what advice would you give to them as they start out? Well, I mean, I think it's different than if, I mean, if you're just bare earth, I think you got to figure out who the, you know, where are you going to start and who's it going to be? But I think you got to serve the community. But, you know, it's funny because I'm watching someone else do this in another place, a business that went through a thump, someone bought it, and now they're trying to start it from scratch, it feels like all over again. And I'm, every day I'm like, you just have to, you know, you need to reach out to the people who need your help and be helpful to them. Yeah. They will tell their friends and it will grow automatically, right? That that part will take care of itself. But, you know, it's super easy to get involved with, oh, let me bring in all the people that can be helpful to these people. And that's not it. It's start with the folks that you're there to help and be helpful. What do you need? You know, don't you don't have to show up with all the answers. Just show up with good questions. And that makes a big difference. I appreciate that. If people, Phil, people want to find out about Tech After Five or about you, where would they go to find out more information? Yeah, it's super easy to find. It's techafterfive.com or I went and spent the extra money for TA and the figure five.com. It's a three letter domain. So TA5.com, it'll render to techafterfive.com. Uh, come join us at events. We have, you know, half a dozen events a month already. So, and we might be having something new near you. So it doesn't matter right now it's on Zoom. So we are covering your travel expenses. 
your yeah, events. That's a great way of looking at it. Um, yeah. Especially it's raining here and I, I could, I would enjoy being somewhere else for even a short amount of time. Phil, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. And this has been very informative and I appreciate the time that you've given us today. Richard, super glad to help. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership, the podcast where you learn to leverage and build your expertise on digital platforms. For more valuable tips on mastering the language of social media, subscribe to our newsletter at blisspointconsult.com. If you'd like to stay in touch, feel free to add Richard on LinkedIn and join the conversation.